Hey, before Alyssa gets here, I got what you asked for. Stop getting easily distracted and be more present as a busy Christian woman. The number one thing you told her you want is to fully focus on what matters most in the moment and consistently follow through on what you say you will do, even when life gets distracting. Is that true for you? Imagine if you knew exactly when and where to spend your time so that you don't drop the ball on your priorities and you're no longer only half present with those around you and feel like you have plenty of time for what matters. Does that sound amazing? For a limited time, you can access the Redeem Her Time beta coaching program at a very reduced price, in exchange for your feedback, of course. And here's what you get. A personalized time audit system to look at where your time and attention is going. A one-hour, one-on-one schedule-shaping strategy session to create your personalized plan. And two weeks of testing your personalized schedule with individualized feedback. And for the first five people, it's just, well, I could tell you, but it would break the internet. So send an email to lissa at redeemhertime.com and just say the word me to grab one of the first five spots. And no worries if you're number six, you'll still get an amazing rate plus all the perks and know that it will never be this price again. If you've got questions, you can email me at lissa at redeemhertime.com and ask away. So that way you can see if it would be a good fit for you. I can't wait to see how this helps you make the best use of your time, my friend. Here she comes. Gotta go. Hey, busy girl. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa. Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then, God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, make the best use of your time and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Hey friend. Just want to start by saying, I'm so glad you're here. Doesn't it make all the difference to know you are not alone, especially when you're going against the flow? I know I do, because let's be honest, most people know they probably should pay more attention to how much they use their phone and change their habits around what they do with it. But most will not take the time to stop and process through the things we've been talking about here on the Redeem Her Phone Time Challenge series. And technically, we haven't even started yet. If you're with us in real time, our kickoff is February 22nd. And if you're listening to this after the fact, lucky you, you can start today. So what all have we covered? In case you've just found us, or you need to hear things over and over for them to truly sink in like yours truly, here's a quick recap. First, 
we looked back at noticing where we're at with our phone and how our accessibility affects our availability to who and what matters most on episode 105. Then we looked at the effects of our phone time habits on our lives, both inside and out, and how the enemy would love nothing more than to use it as a tool to distract us on episode 106. And last time on episode 107, we talked about the three steps to break up with your phone to set healthy phone time boundaries. You know, like when you had to break up with that guy that you knew was not the best use of your time. Now that you know the what and the why, we're going to add the how. But before we dive into that, let me just say that I get it. This process is hard. The world and everyone around us is singing the praises of technology, but we're looking at it from a different perspective as Christian women. And well, we should. Because if you've truly been redeemed, your life is not your own, especially your time, which includes your phone time. And that's why we're doing this, re- this phone time challenge together. Do I sound like a broken record, always encouraging you to come join us inside the free Redeem Her Time community? Good. I only say it because I mean it. That's where you'll find like-minded women who are willing to ask the hard questions, dive into the truth, and do something with the answers. You can find the link to join on the community tab of redeemhertime.com because we need each other's as sisters in Christ. And as I think about cleaning up our phone time, I keep coming back to a passage in Luke 11 that may not be super clear at first glance, but stick with me because I'll dig into the bigger context and tie it into what we're talking about in regards to our phone time. (laughs) Do you trust me? Okay, here we go. When an unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest. And finding none, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. Yep, that's from Luke 11, 24 to 26. But you're probably thinking, what? Unclean spirits? Waterless places in a clean house occupied by demons? Lissa, have you lost it? Ha, <laughs> some days I wonder. But I couldn't shake these few verses. So let's see what God has for us in this before we dive into the four steps to do something about it. First, let me be clear. I am not saying our phone is of the devil and full of unclean spirits. It's our hearts that are the problem, not our phones. Jeremiah 17, 9 reminds us, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Our hearts have a way of taking created things and twisting them to meet our fleshly needs and agenda. It's our sinful nature that leads us to use our phones for things that are not of God. And like we talked about in episode 106, the enemy loves to take advantage of things like our phone to use as a tool of distraction. And as sinful humans, we tend to sweep things up to make it look in order. Ah, I too am guilty of this like the Pharisees. So often, I want to put on my Sunday best and make it look on the outside like I have it all together and I love Jesus perfectly, while on the inside, my heart is still full of sin and selfishness. Can you relate? Jesus called them, and me, and probably you, hypocrites in Matthew 23, 25. For you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Now, we could just close our phones, put them aside for a while, and say we've changed our ways. But have we really? I've never noticed this before until I did a little digging. The unclean spirit that left still identified the house as 
quote, my house, meaning he still had control and influence there, even when he was away. And although he was asked to leave, and the housekeeper swept up the mess he left behind and put things in order, it was all surface change. How do we know that? Because the same spirit was not only able to come back and fill it again, but also to bring seven more of his kind with him. And notice, they did not just stop in for a visit. They dwelled there, a.k.a. took up residence in that place. And what was the state of the house then? Worse than it was at the beginning. Is it making sense now why I took us to this passage? The only way to see lasting change with our phone time is if we have true heart change. In and of ourselves, heart change is impossible. Why? Because like we said earlier, our hearts are sinful. But thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. He sent his son to die for our sin and to open up the way to transformation. He is the only one who could clean up our hearts and change them forever. And his spirit is the one that I want to dwell in me. Don't you? Then we won't have any empty space that only gets filled back up with what was there before, what we didn't want to come back. Because something always fills the emptiness left behind. That's why we need to be intentional about letting him fill us, because otherwise, something else will. In our time, it's a vacuum. It will always fill itself up with what is around it. Know then that even as you make your personalized phone time plan today, it is only in light of the grace of the gospel that we can make any lasting change in our hearts. Remember our conversation back in episode 104? It's grace over grit. It's not about us trying harder, although we do bear responsibility for our actions. It's about allowing for his grace in our lives, which overflows into our actions, including how and when we use our phone and when we don't. He's the only one that can turn what we have twisted for evil into a tool for good. So that being said, let's dive into the four steps to create a personalized phone time plan to prioritize what matters and make lasting change. Now, let me just start with this note. This is not a one-size-fits-all solution, but it is a universal process that applies to everyone. Each step is going to look different in application for each one of us, but the process still moves us all towards the same outcome, that our phone time would help us love God and love others more and more. And this four-step process is going to go right along with the Redeem Her Phone Time Challenge Guide. So push pause, go grab yours, or if you haven't downloaded it yet, go quick join the group to get your copy. I promise it'll be time well spent. We'll wait for you. Okay, you ready? Let's go. Step one, attention. This is the noticing piece we've been doing because you can't change what you don't recognize needs to change, right? Before you arbitrarily start setting goals around what you think you should do, let's see where you actually are so you can determine what your next best steps are. Sound good? Open up your guide to part one. What do you notice? Here's where you'll record, yes, actually admit it in writing, your average daily and weekly screen time in the top apps that you are using. You'll also record the first and last time you use your phone each day and approximately how many times you pick it up in a day. I've included a phone audit worksheet so you can gather the facts about your current habits. It's kind of like a food journal where you write down everything you eat and when. This chart has you record every time you use your phone and for what? That way, you'll not over or underestimate your usage. So, what things are you doing with your phone currently? Remember, no judgment, just pay attention. 
because we often underestimate how much time we give away to less important things. Next, it's time to pay attention to something you may never have thought about. I certainly didn't until recently. Are you ready for it? How does your phone time move you closer or further from loving God and loving others? Ah, again, grace over grit, my friend. The goal is not guilt and shame, only awareness. Because armed with knowledge, you can move to the next level of attention. What do I want to do about this? Finally, let's get a big picture of what making changes looks like. What do you want your phone time to look like 40 days from now? What about a year from now? What are three changes you want to make with your phone time? And why are you doing this? This will also be a good time to work on your list of things you will do without your phone that we started in the last episode. And there's a place to write those down in the challenge guide too. And can I give you a pro tip? Use the four D's to simplify your phone time. Maybe you don't need it as much as you think. What can you delete, delegate, and delay so that you only do what delights you and the Lord? Okay, now that we've given your phone time some attention, it's time to move on. Step two, intention. Now, with your stats, your why, and some ideas in hand, it's time to get into the nuts and bolts of what the next 40 days, and hopefully beyond, will look like for you. And like we've been saying all along, there's no right or wrong, no better or worse, no competition or comparison. This is your journey. But we are right beside you, walking our own path too. So open up the guide to part two. What is your phone time plan? Based on what you wrote in part one, what daily goals will you set? What weekly goals will you set? Those may be around the amount of time, the time of day, or the actual apps and resources you use on your phone. Or it could be a combination of all the above. Be realistic, but also reaching. If you're currently at four hours a day, probably don't set a goal of 30 minutes. If you're currently picking it up at all times of the day, probably don't make it just before bed. And if you're currently using multiple games or apps, probably don't make it none. (laughs) Baby steps or progressively bigger steps, but not overwhelming steps. Because those just cause you to throw up your hands in frustration and give up. Does that make sense? Take a minute to write what those phone time goals will be for you. Ones that will take you in the direction that you want to go because you are creating your results every moment whether you know it or not. So be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Next, let's look at how your phone can be used to fulfill the commandments to love God and love others. How will you use your phone to love God more? We'll get some more into some more ideas over the next few weeks. So I'm just giving you plenty of space to write some ideas down now and then add more. For now, think of two or three things. Then do the same for how you will use your phone to love others more and keep listening for more tips and ideas. And lastly, set healthy boundaries around what you will do on your phone over the next 40 days and what you won't do by naming those things and putting them in writing. Again, God will continue to refine you as you work through this challenge. So these may change moving forward, and that's a good thing. And when you're just not sure you want to put in the work to change direction, remember, the motivation for creating self-discipline with your phone time is to know God and to love him and others more. Step three, implementation. No more just saying you're gonna change. Now it's time to put your plan into action. But keep in mind, progression, not perfection, grace over grit. And there will be times you slip up and out of habit reach for your phone at a time you said you weren't going to. There will be times when you say heck with it all and rebel against your commitment because you just want to. 
There'll be times when you grab it as a means of comfort, thinking it will make you feel better. That's okay. You're okay. We're all going to be there in some way over this challenge too. Because 40 days is a long time. But I promise you, what you will gain is way beyond what you will leave behind. No one ever got to the end of their life and said, gosh, I wish I had spent more time on my phone. So we're not going to wait till then to realize that either. Open up the guide to week one tracking. You'll notice there's a chart for you to write your screen time, how you used your phone well, and how you will improve for each day. Sure, you could just click on that button in settings and look at a number, but writing it and seeing what it looks like over time, you'll be better able to see the overall place it has in your life. And by reflecting each day, it gives an opportunity to make slight tweaks before you get way off track with your goals because you get the results you track. It's as simple as that. When you don't track a habit you want to implement or change, it's easy to lose sight of it and not see the results you want. So commit to tracking it. In fact, I've given you six weeks of tracking sheets, so you have no excuse if you print out the guide. Plus, that gives you two bonus days, because six times seven equals 42 days. Change what you do and how you do it one day at a time. The goal is that after 40 or 42 days, you won't have to track your phone time daily because you will have created new habits and routines around how you use it. That's freedom, my friend. And at the end of each week, when you're previewing your calendar for the following week, take a few extra minutes to look back at where you've been that past week and identify what worked well and what changes will you make moving forward. Then turn the page and start tracking a new week. And last but not least in importance, step four, reflection. This is why making your goal to commit to the challenge time-based, like we talked about on episode 96. Do you remember sticky? If not, go back and review the five keys to create goals or intentions that actually stick. We set milestones along the way, so we have a place to stop to measure our progress and decide where we're going next. I often reference a road trip. You don't just jump in the car and start driving without a plan, right? In the same way, even with a plan, you don't just keep driving without stopping, true? You plan stops along the way to make sure you're on the right track, to fill up on what you need, and check your plan moving forward. So the end of each week is a mile marker, but the end of the 40 days is when you'll pull over for a much needed rest stop. We're not there yet, but it's always good to start with end in mind. So open up your guide to part three, redeem her phone time reflection. It's always good to pause to ask questions like, how did your phone habits change? How did your phone help you grow? How did your phone distract you? How did, it, how did an eternal view help you? What do you want to continue and how are you going to be accountable? Imagine where you want to be at the end and start showing up like that today. But here's the thing, 40 days from February 22nd is not the end. My prayer is that it's just the beginning. You have created a new perspective as well as new actions or inactions that will help you fulfill your purpose to love God and love others more and more because of the changes you've made. Prepare yourself now to not be like the homeowner whose house was empty when the spirit left and then came back with his buddies because he still owned it and it was still empty. Give God control of your heart and your phone time and let him fill the empty places in your heart. Too often, I've turned to my phone for validation that I am successful or for connection that I am needed or for an escape because I'm overwhelmed. Those empty places in my heart, in your heart, 
can only be filled by Him. We all have a God-sized hole that we try to fill with so many things in our life from the world around us, but He is the only one who is perfectly fitted for that space. And once there, He will never let go. Don't just clean up your phone time. Clean out your phone time and fill it up with what is better. Well, now you know the four steps to create a personalized phone time plan to prioritize what matters most in your life. Attention, intention, implementation, and reflection. The question is, what are you going to do with it? In case you missed it, may I make a recommendation? Join us for the Redeem Her Phone Time Challenge. It's easy. Step one, join the free Redeem Her Time community. Can't even say it today. Number two, download the free Redeem Her Phone Time Challenge Guide and screensaver. And number three, pop into the daily conversations around our phone time and how we want to change it. Just go to redeemhertime.com forward slash community to get started. But before you do, may I pray for you? Dear God, thank you that you have called us to be your daughters. Too often, we are the Pharisees who clean up the outside of the cup and sweep away the dirt, but inside, we're still full of sin and allow what we tried to remove on our own back in. We confess the problem is not our phones, it's our hearts, and you are the only one who can create true heart change in us. We let go of anything we use to try to fill the emptiness inside us that only you can fill. And we invite you to dwell and be the owner of our heart. And as you fill us, may your grace overflow into the actions that we take. Thank you for the work that you will do in and through us as we embark on this journey together. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need to do all he has called you to. Be available to who and what matters most in this season and in light of eternity, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And... It helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after-party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.